Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the Winter is Coming Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, Razor, and I'm here with Annie Bundle, Isis, Corey, first of his name, and Corey Smith, the bastard. bastard. We're all here to talk about. We're all here to talk about some awesome things, and we've got some great spoilers to talk about. Once again, for the third week in a row, we're going to be talking about. That's right, Game of Thrones season seven spoilers. And we're going to do it a little bit different this time. We, there is a major, major Reddit leak out that claims to know the entire script of Season 7. And what we're going to do is we're going to compare the actual filming leaked spoilers that we have reported on in Winter's Coming, and we're going to compare it to this Reddit leak. Now, you may have heard of this Reddit leak. It's been around a lot of different tabloids and a lot of different websites uh, we haven't re- talked about it at Winners Coming that yet, not yet. Uh, we probably will in the next week, but we haven't talked about it yet. Um, so I want to go into this really quick before we start. You will be spoiled on this podcast. There is nothing but spoilers to talk about. So if you wish to remain pure as a driven, unsullied snow, then turn back now. Um, <clears throat> we also want to say that we're going into this as we do not believe these leaks. First of all, these leaks, what we believe are. This guy who came up with these leaks and basically became internet famous overnight with these leaks is that he got a lot of the top points right. He got a lot of things right, but he didn't get a lot of the details right from what we can see and what we think we know. But nobody really knows anything, and we won't know until we see Game of Thrones Season 7 premiere in the summer of 2017. So what we're going to do is we're going to compare the filming leaks to the Reddit thread, and we're going to talk about it tonight. So... Let's get right into it. Um, the Reddit leaks came from a gentleman, and, and i, I got to give a shout-out here to the, the subreddit Free Folk. They are an amazing group of, of folks, and they always have all these great spoilers that I always like to frequent and read. The leaks came from a guy named Always or Always for the Lads. Away for the Lads. Away for the Lads. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Corey. Always for – I thought he said always for the lads, and I mispronounced always it. Always for he lads. <laughs> it's actually it it's actually ooh slash away for to lads. All right, no, it's away it's away for the lads, guys. That's what his name is. Anyway, moving on. Um, he's got all these crazy spoilers, and we're gonna talk about it. What he begins his spoiler with, um, and it's is an updated version here. Uh. Jorah Mormont arrives at Dragonstone, and guess what, guys? He doesn't have eczema anymore. He's all cleared up. Now, Annie, would you like to talk about this really quick? Well, this was one that actually broke yesterday. Um, to, uh, Jorah showed up at filming uh, basically the last week or and a half now, two weeks, uh, Game of Thrones has been filming in an area of Spain uh, called Zumaya, um, and it's basically an area that there's three beaches that are all kind of in a row, and all of them are in the same set, are basically the same set, and we believe that set to be Dragonstone. And over the course of the last 
you know, couple of weeks, we've seen all of these different scenes being filmed outside Dragonstone because the fact of the matter is, is that this is open beach. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can film them from across the water. People are literally coming around in boats and taking pictures. People are up on rocky outcroppings, shooting down with really great cameras, trying to get shots of the scenes as they're being filmed. I feel like and I've watched an entire episode of Game of Thrones already, to be honest. There is a level where, yes, it does kind of feel like we're watching an episode of Game of Thrones. We've seen an episode of Game of Thrones here. But I would like to remind you that we saw a lot of this last year, um, especially in Girona. Um, and a lot of what we saw actually didn't match up together at all, and we thought, oh, we've seen, like, an entire episode, and what we'd actually seen was a scene from episode 8, and a scene from episode 6, and a scene from episode 4, and a scene from episode 5, like, all, like, mixed together, and it's very obvious that they are not filming the scenes in order, um, like, uh, but today, but yesterday, uh, Ian uh, Ianglen showed up, and he was in full costume, and yes, he has been cured. So that it looks like it was a correct guess on the uh, uh, on the uh, Reddit thread that he was in fact going to be back, and he was going to live. Just oh. as you know, and this is one of those things where, like, you know. Well, I think everybody could have guessed that. So yeah. is that really a leak, or is that just a really good guess? It's a really good guess, right. And away for the lads, he called this. Here we go. Um, you know, Jorah's going to show back up, and he's going to have the, his uh, Westerosi AIDS cured. Now, uh, Isis, let me ask you a question really quick. If we're Depending on what episode we're seeing this in, where do you think Jorah went for the cure, first of all? And... Have you seen his new armor? Answer the first question. Have you seen his new armor? I have seen his new armor. What, are you digging um, it? I'm, oh, absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, I am digging all the new clothing that everybody has on, and I know we'll talk about more about it later, but I, I want to give my hats off to whoever is doing uh, the clothing this season. I don't know if it's the same person, but my hat's off from what we've seen already. It is very, very impressive. Now, the fact that um, he is um, cured of his Westerosi AIDS, um, I find I did not know about that. Um, so I don't know where he would have gotten cured. I'm probably not the right person to ask since I've not read the books. But um, but I mean, you know, if give me your Shonley, give me your Shonley best guess. If Jora if Jora had to go somewhere to find a cure for it, and he's over in Essos. Um, it, there's I guess a... where that one girl, um, um, the daughter uh, of uh, Shireen, Shireen was sent yes, over. Yes, Shireen. Yeah, that I guess wherever Shireen, you know, they were well, he able did, to he go didn't ahead send her away. They called running. in people. They called in people to Dragonstone to cure her. Uh, yeah, uh, well, wherever skill. those people came from, that's well, the only well, place wait, that wait, I... Wait, wait, wait a minute. They called in people to Dragonstone to cure Shireen. Well, then why don't they just call in someone to cure – maybe there's somebody at Dragonstone who knows how to cure him. That's a good point, but I kind of read it as this. I've always had this theory that we're going to see a character we saw in Season 2, and that is the character of Kate. Uh She wears a lacquered mask, and you don't know who she is. All you know is that she's a shadow binder from Asai, and um, she – when we first meet her – in Game of Thrones, in the city of Karth, um, Danny's dragons are taken by the House of the Undying. Jorah comes up to her. The second, this is actually the second time we see her in the episode. He comes up to her and he says, 
uh, I need to find the dragons, and she's painting a tattoo on a guy's back, and she says, this man is sailing through the, the ruins of Valyria, and he must have protection. Now, where did Jorah get his, his, uh, his, his grayscale from, Corey Smith? What's that? Oh, my God. You're typing like a little girl. Listen, like, listen he, I'm he, going he got, through the red thread, and I'm just, you know, turning listen, it to pieces. He got, he got his, his, his grayscale from Valyria. The stone men jumped down, and that's where he got it Correct. from. Right, because so, they sent they sent the they once they have grayscale they get sent off to Valeria to basically live out their days, um, as the virus kind of slowly overtakes their whole body and kind of drives them insane. So, um, I mean, you know, as far as where he'll get cured, I mean, it, to me they always left it ambiguous as to how Shireen's was and, and I think we need to make the distinction too. It Hers wasn't was left cured. ambiguous. It wasn't left ambiguous. No, they halted he it. He, right, but he said that they brought over the, these people, that people, all these different people, and he, they didn't exactly say which one would did it. So they, you know, okay. and it's the same thing in the books. You know, they they say you can stop it with I think is it lemon water or something. You know, it's that some weird concoction. Yeah, and then, you know, they also talk about, you know, the shadow priests might have something. And so, to me, I, I don't know how they're going to cure it per se, but it, I think we saw in those photos, though, it didn't look like he had any of it left on him. I mean, it was a little hard to tell. Um, and, you know, maybe they're going to add it post-scene with some CGI. It was a little hard to tell. That is scene. a good point. You bring up a good it point. It didn't look like he, he had any of it at all, as opposed to Shireen you could still see she had it. It just wasn't spreading anymore. We didn't see his arm because he's got sleeves that go down to the top of his wrist. He wasn't wearing gloves, and he wasn't wearing that usual wrap that he covered his hand with. Right. Uh, so if they are going to add it post-production with CGI, he's going to be showing his hand off completely to everybody. And we've seen him in the pictures that we saw yesterday and today. He's actually interacting with John. He's interacting with – in fact, Danny walks down the beach to him and walks right up to him. We don't see her actually hug him or grab his hands or anything, but she walks right up to him like she's not afraid to touch him. And right. and that, that brings us to our next spoiler, which is the fact that John and Danny are in the same place. John and Danny okay, are in the same place. let's just go for the big one. Let's just go for the big one, okay? Go for the big one. Seriously, it's the big news. It's the thing everybody wants to know. When this are John and Danny eating? And that's the was the biggest oh. news when Annie sent that to me? I about had a freaking. I almost passed out. I was that yes. excited. I told this my is... I told my wife about this that Danny and John were going to meet again and see going to meet for the first time in season seven, and she audibly whooped. She's like whoop. I was like, oh my god, are you that excited? I okay, whatever. Congratulations, they meet in season seven. But people are very excited about this, and it's something to talk about. Um, John and Danny meet at Dragonstone, and guess how they do it. John and Davos, and let's. I'm gonna go over to the leaks by character part, and what it says is with um, John as as to John, it says that he arrives at Dragonstone and is met on the beach by Tyrion. The Dothraki take their ship, backed up by pictures. We've seen the Dothraki pick up the boat and walk it off the beach. Am I correct, Annie? That is correct. Okay, the Dothraki take his ship. Or they say it, they call it a ship here. We also know that this guy's giving broad strokes, so it boat, ship, whatever. He, and they, he has to remain as Danny's guest. Tyrion takes him to meet Danny inside the castle. 
Okay. Uh, and then while they're there, he encounters Masande and Grey Worm. We didn't think the Unsullied were going to be a Dragonstone at the first. I know Corey Smith and I talked about this. Uh, we thought that the Unsullied had possibly gotten split away from the forces and were fighting in Dorne. And that's why we saw so many Dothraki with Danny at the pictures of Dragonstone. Apparently, the, the Grey Worm and the Unsullied are with Danny still. Um, he meets Danny, who demands that he bends his knee. He does not bend his knee because he's the king of the north. Uh, he discusses White Walkers, but Danny doesn't believe him. Tyrion defends John and insists that he isn't crazy. Um, Davos is there because Davos comes with him. And Davos tries to mention John. Here's an, here's an important part to me. Davos tries to mention John's resurrection, but John shuts him up. Um, Corey Thone, let me ask you this: Why, wh- if you're if you're John, would, would, you, would you want people to know that you got raised from the dead? Doesn't that give you some kind of power? No, you could be killed again. So it's really not. I mean, for for John and where he's at right now, <clears throat> you know, she kind of just looks at him as a crazy. I mean, honestly, if she thought that. He, they were making up White Walkers. It's like, yeah, you don't believe White Walkers. Well, Jon Snow was killed, and then <laughs> now he's not. And, you know, so of that course makes, he could... Makes sense. He, he could take off his shirt and, and totally, you know, Tom Hanks it and be like, look at all these legions on me, but they... <laughs> those are knife wounds, but uh, that was a Philadelphia <laughs> reference. But, yeah, there's a... Uh, he could do all that, I but it's there. kind of... Yeah, thank you. So... I don't know. It, it reminds me there's a, there's a saying where I'm from, and I guess some of you are from. Most of you are from the south as well. I guess there's just one of you. Just me, just me. Not. You and I are from the. You got it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> southern. It's called southern dumb. <laughs> it's when, <clears throat> and yeah, I think in Westeros it's actually northern stupid, where <laughs> John's just going to pretend to be this old god worshiping, kind of not bending a knee because I'm too proud kind of fella and she's going to think him <laughs> admirable but simple maybe and he's going to be like actually no he's super smart and really gifted and everything else but you know that's a card he can keep in his back pocket you know those northerners are basically the southerners of westeros so <laughs> <laughs> they really are <laughs> yeah so yeah i, mean, I think I, 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 will his back pocket. I will say like i was looking at the john spoilers and i noticed that there's actually one that is missing from here that has clearly not been added that because it happened so recently and that's the fact that danny and john are down on the beach together right um they have that you know here it says that they meet inside and we and that's because when this was written up we still hadn't actually seen danny and john together um but two days ago we actually we didn't see them film we got like one shot of the two of them filming together and then a whole bunch of shots of them standing around not actually filming um my favorite one of which was uh the two of them standing at the church that's on the island and is kind of the home base from filming in on that beach and danny has her her wig all wrapped up and her cloak all around her costume to keep it nice and clean and uh john is sitting there in full uh full king of the north regalia and his sunglasses on and uh, at culturist we actually made up a little bit of fan fiction about how what are they what are they talking about and you know oh this is the last time we're going to be together let's take a selfie and then guess what came out today a picture of them taking a selfie <laughs> that was funny and that was pretty uh, good I, I was well i mean it is kind of what you do when you're standing around on the beach waiting to film you let's take a selfie together it's our last day but you also um, made you also made a really good point though that we these could be scenes filmed out of order so John still could meet Danny in the castle, and then they could walk out because what we did see in that one video 
was that Danny is standing on the wall of Dragonstone looking out towards the sea, and John walks down toward her, and she yes. turns and greets him. So the, uh, the scene that the, the scene that I'm thinking of though is down on the beach. It's John, it's Missandei, and it's Danny, and they are clearly John and Missandei are clearly looking up at something that isn't yes. actually there. Yes, and Danny is kind of like standing in front of it, almost like she's presenting it. And I assume that's them meet. Uh, that is John meeting one of the dragons. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I know. I know that. I think Corey Smith said it could have been a drone. Somebody's flying a drone over. No, I think it's a dragon. Absolutely, mm-hmm. think, absolutely think it's one of the dragons that are all three at this point. Uh, she just calls them in, and they all just come landing or swooping around, and John's all freaked out. But we also did see uh, a picture of Davos and John lying flat on their bellies uh, going up the stone steps to Dragonstone. And what we assume from that, the dragons do a flyover. So um, there's several points. Maybe at this point when, when she everybody's looking up and she's on the beach, maybe she's bringing them down to actually greet John. Or show them off to John, but the picture, the, the other picture that we got of Davos and John hitting the deck uh, was, and Tyrion. Gave, Tyrion's actually looking up at the sky. Looks like a, a dragon flyover to me. Uh, yeah, and then Tyrion helps them up. You yes. know, Tyrion and John clearly have a very like close, like they totally rebond again. When uh, when we saw pictures of John's arrival on the beach with Davos, um, you know, Tyrion standing back and he's got Missandei and Grey Worm behind him, and you know, there's kind of like a good space between them as they're being all formal. And then the final shot that we got was the money shot of John and Tyrion shaking hands. All right, so let's let's continue on with John a little bit here. Uh, exciting news about John and Danny together, and we got more to come. But let's talk about John a little bit. Um, this the John spoiler start start off with John in the North, obviously. And Isis, you're gonna love this because your favorite character comes up, Sansa. She wants to give <laughs> all the lands of those who betrayed House Stark and John to those who supported him, and that makes sense. But then John says he refuses, and he ho- he doesn't want to hold the children of the Karstarks or the Umbers as uh, hostages, and um, he wants to rule the North differently than they have done in the old way. And this doesn't make Sansa happy, nor does it make uh, Corey Thone's favorite character, Lyanna Mormont, very happy. So uh, I want to hear from you two first. Isis, I want to hear from you. Uh, how do you think this is going to play out with Sansa and John now butting heads a little bit over how he rules the North? Well, I I have to agree with um with Sansa, which is which pains me because um it it, it may be a way uh, the way that you you know the old way that you do things, but I think it does make a lot of sense. There has to be some repercussions um for the actions of the you know of the adults, if you will, um you know whether I don't think stripping them of their land you know, necessarily needs to be done or, or, you know, all their land, but something there, there needs to be some repercussions. So, uh, seeing that there's going to be a line where, um, uh, little finger can kind of worm his way in, uh, worries me. Um, I think that he's going to, I think John is going to say whatever he, you know, what he's going to say and leave to go ahead and deal with Danny. So, I think that she may just ignore what he wants altogether and do what she wants because he's going to say what he's going to say and then he's going to walk away and he's got to deal with either getting Danny on board or whatever the case may be or whatever's going on over there on that beach. 
Um, so I feel like there might be an issue where she just goes, well, fuck you then. You ain't here to see it. And I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And then he, she's got her homegirl backing her up, too. So, you know, where they're probably going to say, okay, we don't like each other. Or at least Mormont's going to say, I don't like you, but I'm going to agree with you this one time. And we're going to go ahead and do, we're going to wait until John leaves and we're going to do what we want. And there's not going to be anybody else to stop him. So, so I like that, but. Corey Bone, let me ask you, Mr. Political Guy, is it smart to keep the old ways, hold hostages so you keep loyalties from these rebellious houses? Or is it smarter to show leniency and let these people go? Before you answer, Annie, we saw a redhead on, on, on the filming set in the north with the rest of the northern characters. We thought it was Sansa's body double, but this, she, we also thought she could be somebody from one of those houses like a car Stark. Um, that, that's been semi-confirmed. It is it, it, it is heavily rumored now that that is actually uh, Elise Karstark. So that she is at Winterfell as a hostage until John decides to let her go. Um, yeah. Well, she could be a hostage or he could decide to marry her off. That's true. That's true. Now, Corey Phone, what do you think? Is it smart? Do, do, do you hold hostages or do you start things new? Well, I think you need to go back to... Uh, look at some of the parallels between John and um, Catelyn in this scenario. They mm-hmm. both uh, – if, if this girl is an important prisoner, then she'll probably be the one they focus on just like Jamie was. And you know they're going to really try to build that parallel. Uh, but once again, the difference between the two situations is that Cat let Jamie go for her reasons, mm-hmm. to get her kids back, to get – uh, what she wanted, her family, and all that, and it didn't work out for her. It, it turned people against the Starks. It um, it eventually led to a lot of bad things. I don't know if it necessarily led directly to to Rob's beheading and death and everything, but it didn't help it, when they lost half their army. Basically, right? You can yeah, draw no, a correlation. Uh, Though, to be to to be clear, what led to the red wedding was John's choice to marry. Okay. Uh, was uh, John's choice to break Rob. the engagement that he made? Rob had the engagement to a uh, to a fray, and he broke it by marrying the Valerian the nurse, girl. whatever her yes. name is. And uh, because of that, that's why the red wedding happened. Because well, yeah, he that's had true. basically because he had basically uh he had disrespected the phrase and the phrase wanted to teach him a lesson. And the Boltons also were involved in Rob's camp and yes. saw that happen and all that. So yeah. So, you know, that that the the I think it's going to be a complete 180 scenario because John, you know, Sansa uh is going to want to punish them and take their way their land and all that kind of stuff because they disrespected her family mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff just like Cat a little selfish, a little not understanding of the bigger picture. Right. And um, John gets the bigger picture. And by not holding hostages, by not beheading people, by not necessarily rewarding the houses that didn't join up, but not punishing them. Because, I mean, you know, it wasn't exactly a – it was a Sophie's choice for them way or the other. So, <laughs> you know, it wasn't a great scenario. You know, he's got to deal with – Enemies, maybe enemies from the south in the crown and in Danny, and definitely enemies from the north. And he needs every house he can get. And if showing leniency is going to be the thing to to get that done, 
then I think that's what he's going to do, and I think it's going to work out for him because, as we've seen, some of these with different parallels between the Stark kids and the Stark parents is that uh, whatever, you know, just as what John might even think Ned would do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't right. know. But, but, but this is not what Kat did. It's the opposite. And so I think it'll work out. And I think that Liana is definitely going to be upset about it because they were the first house, I believe, to pledge fealty to right. the Starks and everything. And, so she, and it's not saying that she's not going to get rewarded for that, that the Mormon house and Bear Island should be rewarded for that. And there's, there's, you know, it's not saying you're not going to be, you know, the old gods with the man blood, but, you know, we don't. We can't worry about the old gods right now. We have dragons and, and white walkers around us, you know. So exactly, exactly. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Well, but at the same time, they shouldn't just go and say, "Okay, yeah, you know, we know that you, you know, you betrayed us, you betrayed our family, um, and you, you know, you went with the, uh, you know, mm. that uh, the other house." Um, but at the same time, you just can't just go and say and just like, "Okay, all is forgiven, everything is okay." I'm not saying that th- those people yeah. need. To or anything but there definitely needs to be some repercussions to say hey you know if you do you know if you try to betray us again you already know it's going to get it's going to be worse and and we can come back well Well, i think i think the family whatever the family was that turned over rickon they need to go umbers like umbers you need to make an example out of the umbers because they had the ultimate betrayal by right. turning over Rickon and, and Osha and make the example out of them, like really just cut the shit out of their head. And uh <laughs> and then you turn to the other the members who are Car Starks, I'm sorry, I don't know names, and eternally like, hey, so I should cut your head off, but kinda don't want to because I kinda need your help and you also don't want to die, so what's up? Also- that that Karstark is still theoretically alive because yeah. remember he kind of slipped out of the battle. So. He did not. He and if you look at Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones wiki, uh, it does not show that he is dead. Everybody else in that battle right. is dead, but not not right. uh, Karstark. Now, literally everyone. Yeah, literally. literally. Um, now this this brings us segues into another thing. Now John, as the king of the north, he's he's ruling the north, and he receives a raven from. Dragonstone from Danny, and it's summoning all the lords of Westeros. We saw Stannis do this when he decided to become king of Westeros. He tried to summon all the lords, and they all laughed at him. Uh, but John, as the king of the north, receives a raven from Danny, uh, just like all the other lords did. Says, and so he and Davos decide to travel to Dragonstone because in this Reddit thread, it says he's looking for Dragonglass because. We've heard it mentioned by Stannis. There's Dragon Glass down in the uh, in the mines of Dragonstone. I'm not sure if that was on the show or in the books. Uh, Corey Smith. I'm not sure if that was in the show or the books. That, that, that I don't actually remember that being on the show. No, but I'll trust they, you. They. Uh, I'm pretty sure he had that conversation with Sam down in the library. That's right. Absolutely. Right? He did say that. Right. Yes. Okay. And he said we have it on Dragonstone, and they didn't really think anything of it. It was just kind of a stone. So Davos goes with John to Dragonstone as a dual mission to see Danny and to ask for the Dragonglass. He leaves Sansa in charge of Winterfell, which I'm sure that's just a really great decision. But she is a lady of Winterfell, and she does, um, you know, she did help him win the win the battle. So he leaves her in charge. He arrives at Dragonstone. He's met on the beach by Tyrion. Again, the Dothraki take their boat. Um, he remains as Danny's guest. Uh, we've already talked about this whole thing where they discuss the White Walker. She doesn't believe him. Uh, this does say that Danny instantly respects John 
but he doesn't exactly respect her. Uh, Patriarchy! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) We can't get to one of these podcasts without that, can we? Yeah, okay, so he doesn't really respect her at first, but she she respects him, and then – they and then meet and then they start to like come together. They start to you know talk to each other more and blah blah blah. But Corey Smith, you wanted to talk about this. Um, he meets Theon, and we have the photos to back and the video to back this up. This is an actual thing. John meets Theon on the beach and grabs him by the throat. Yeah, um, that's kind of a that was. A, I mean, these these beach shots. I mean, I don't know if they're just screwing with us and they're not going to meet all these people. But it looks like Dragonstone's turning into, like, Grand Central Station or something. I mean, like, everybody <laughs> is there. And bravo to these people that are sitting out on the boats because, I mean, they're just getting shot after shot after shot of people on the island. So the the John and Theon thing is, is pretty interesting. I assume Theon's coming, you know, ashore to kind of report, you know, from Danny's fleet or something. You know, I mean, the Greyjoys would be natural kind of leaders of the of her fleet. You know, while while she's anchored at Dragonstone, um, so I, I guess yeah. While while John's there doing whatever he's doing with Danny, he runs into Theon, and it doesn't look like it goes very well for Theon. But it doesn't look like John kills Theon either, which apparently, didn't really his. Go ahead. Apparently, he he stays his life because if it wasn't for the fact that he saved Sansa, he would have killed him. Right. So. And, yeah, and that, and that makes sense to an extent, especially if Sansa tells him, I mean, let him know that really, you know, obviously he knew that uh, Theon didn't kill Rickon. Uh, maybe Bran was still up in the air, but I assume Sansa told uh, John what Theon told her, that he didn't really kill Bran and Rickon and that they're still alive and, you know, or they, well, not in Rickon's case. Um, and so that's probably another factor. Um, he didn't necessarily kill his brothers, which I think if had he, you know, John probably wouldn't stay his hand. Um, but as it is, it looks like John kind of either grabs Theon by the throat or punches him in the throat, something along those lines. Cause Theon's kind of left on his knees, uh, at the end of the yeah, shot. He is. So. <laughs> uh, I do have to say that, uh, you know, one of the things that struck me is that there's this whole rumor going about that one of the Greyjoys was going to get captured by Arian and possibly killed, um, or at least tortured. Um, and my thought actually was that since Yara does not seem to be in this scene at all, that in fact Theon could be having a really bad day already. Yeah. That he's coming back to Dragonstone to tell Danny that Yara, who Danny clearly favors, um, has been captured by Urien. So he already is about to have a very angry Danny, and on his way to getting to that very angry Danny, he runs into that. Yeah. I mean, how well, how bad a day can you possibly be having the to spo- go through both of those together? The supposed leak says that Theon and Yara's ship is attacked by Eurons while with uh, with a contingent of of Dorns, sand snakes are included. He captures the sand snakes, he captures Yara, but Theon jumps over ship, he abandons ship and is picked up by another ship of Ironborn and that's where this kind of ties into Theon Coming up on the beach and John meeting him coming down from Dragonstone. So the here's why I kind of put this Reddit leak together with the pictures is John's in Dragonstone because Danny has insisted that he stay a guest and 
He sees that the Ironborn are coming ashore. He sees that Theon is, is in the front of the boat. He charges down the beach, which he does in the, in the film, and he grabs Theon by the neck and shakes him a little bit. They have a conversation, and then John turns around and walks off, and Theon stands there and just hangs his head dejectedly. So you're probably absolutely right. Theon's had a really, really bad day. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I, I want to get through a little, bit, a little few more of these spoilers before we get bogged down and talking about more characters. Um, we got White Walkers marching south towards the wall. I don't know if this is going to be shown, but it, it's this, this is number one on the thread. White Walkers are marching south towards the wall. We already knew this was going to happen. They were marching that way in season six. Bran crosses the wall and meets with Ed. Ed is now the new Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Um, so we already know that Isaac Hempstead Wright was filming scenes uh, in the northern area, so we can probably – and if he and we know that he's supposed to be in Winterfell at some point, so this does make sense. Um, we already talked about Sansa wanting to give the lands back to people who supported them. John says no. At the end of episode one, Danny and her fleet do arrive at Dragonstone. She walks into the big map room with the huge table that has the map of Westeros that was created by Aegon the Conqueror. She picks up a chess piece, and I don't know if you guys think this is too cheesy, but she turns around to Tyrion and says. Shall we begin? And that's the end of episode one. Uh, <laughs> kind of cheesy, Corey Zone? And you like that kind of a uh, tropish TV? I wasn't listening <laughs> to anything you said. I hate you so much. I was reading Reddit, trying to not sound like a dumbass. <laughs> Listen. And I failed miserably, and now I'm singing, and I can't stop. Somebody <laughs> turn my mic. <laughs> Who fucking hired this guy? He was free. Oh, my God, that was awesome. Anyway. Now we know why. Anyway. But, uh, Corey, though, now that you're listening, is it, uh-huh. che- is it cheesy that Danny, at the very end of the episode... One, Danny walks into the big room, grabs one of the chess pieces that was probably in Melisandre's butt after having sex with Stannis on top of the table, um, grabs it and goes, shall we begin? And that's the end of the episode. Oh, that would be horrible. Please be don't really, do that. Really, it would be really Yeah, really now, you know what would be awesome is if she walked in there with a big hammer and then was like, break the wheel, and then just smashed the table. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, so uh, we already talked. We already talked about John receiving a, a, a raven. He goes to Dragonstone. He leaves Sansa. He also this this makes a note. This makes a really big point of John leaves Ghost at Winterfell, where Ghost will stay all season because of course, oh. because of course. The, the, listen, I really wanted Ghost and Drogon to meet. Me too. Why? Like I want, I want culturist fan fiction on a Ghost and Drogon meeting. Please, can you make it? That better be, it better be a damn buddy cop. <laughs> yeah, like the odd couple. <laughs> please make that happen, like Annie. A, anyway, I, I will, I, I will make that happen. <laughs> Ghost, Drogon. Ghost stays at Winterfell, where he stays all season. Listen, we already know that production doesn't like to do many of the wolf shots anymore, but they will spend a buttload on CGI dragons, which obviously if you're going to Dragonstone and we're going to get into some more dragon spoilers here, uh, you got to spend a lot of money on that CGI budget. So it's easy to just to have, um, uh, I think the wolf that stands in for ghost is named Quigley. And, uh, I think he, 
I think it's easier just to pay the Quigley and his handler to hang out at Winterfell for the entire season where you don't have to show him at all. Maybe show a few shots of him sitting by John's feet in the first episode, but then that's it, right? Um, and then, uh, let's see, John and Davos arrive at Dragonstone. Tyrion meets him on the beach. We saw pictures of that. Uh, Tyrion brings in to meet Danny. We, we, we've already talked about the, the meeting. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Stop beating yourself. I know. I'm going through this by line by line. Uh, then we have um, Bran arrives at Winterfell and Mira goes home. Corey Bellin, you've been excited about Mira going home. I don't know if they're going to show her going back to the, to her home in the in the Wandering Castle, but you're kind of excited about that point, aren't you? Yeah, I am. It's definitely something that uh, it's like the only place. Well, I say the only place. The only place in Westeros that we kind of haven't seen anything of that has had a pretty big influence on what's happening. Like the the Reed children have been very instrumental in getting us where we are right now. And we don't know deadly shit about them. Like we know that Jojen uh, was a pasty white kid. Get it? Jojen paste? Ah, I read about that one. Ah, I like what you did there. I like it. I read about that one on the interwebs. Uh, But no, they didn't even. That's stupid. No, um, all we know that Jojen had somewhat similar powers, but not nearly as powerful as Bran, and that Mira was very pissed off that she didn't have superpowers, so she got really good at being a gladiator. And the two of them have been very important to the story, and then also apparently where they're from and their weird-ass dad have got just some type of insane, castle swampy, <laughs> big people having jungle out there. And it's like, why don't we go to Vietnam and see what's <laughs> happening? Can we please figure out what's going on with the reeds? Because this is insane. Yeah, so. I like that. I like that. Uh, House House Reed lives well, in Vietnam. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and and I mean, other than actually seeing Hal's moving castle, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Mira's father Howland actually Howland Hal's moving castle. Anyways, Howland. Yeah, I made actually, this joke two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, you're late. Hey, at least I'm listening this time. So. Um, I mean, we there's an actual purpose in Mira going back other than just seeing the the cool castle. You know, I mean, obviously she would go back and and talk to her father, tell him what's going on, and then we might see Howland come out of retirement or whatever the hell he's doing, um, and kind of confirm John's heritage as pretty much the only living person uh, other than John himself that was at the Tower of Joy. So we there's, don't. There's an actual purpose. No, there. Bran, Bran saw it in the dream, and we also know, don't wait. know. We listen. We also don't know that Wyla is not dead. Oh, Wyla yes. the wet nurse. She was there. I know. She it. saw it all happen. In fact, they and, and, they showed her face in that scene. They they cued in on her face. So I'm telling you, she will come into play again. Okay. Well, Howland would be the natural one that you would want to grab. And and I mean, yeah, I know Bran was there, but he wasn't really there. Howland would be an actual witness that would back up what Bran said. Howland can say, I was there, I saw it as well. So, anyways, there's a, I guess my point is there's a, a purpose for Mira returning home, if that's in fact what she does. Okay. So, going on to the next one. Arya arrives at Winterfell. Hooray! Big Stark family reunion. Hopefully, we'll get to see some hugs, but apparently, Arya arrives after John leaves. So we won't see Arya and John interact in the beginning. 
It'll be it'll be an Arya, Bran, and Sansa reunion. Uh, Isis, does Sansa and Arya hug, or are they just kind of nodding at each other like, "What up, bitch? I remember remember you from last time." No, I I think it's going to be very emotional. I think it's going to be more emotional than uh, the uh, Sansa and John reunion. Really? Um, yes, yes, I think so. I mean, I think the fact that you know they grew up together, they're sisters. Uh, that it's going to be so emotional. I think more on probably Sansa's part, just because Arya has become such a badass, hard, you know. And she did rough. send Brienne to look for Arya. Well, I mean, yes. And so I, I think it's just going to be a very emotional um, two sisters that assume that they're the only ones left. And their their mother, their father is dead. Um, she's going to find out. I mean, one of them thinks that all her brothers are dead. Um, and Sansa is probably the only one left. Or, or maybe she knows that John's still alive or whatever. But still, I think it's going to be very, very emotional, especially the way they left things in season one which was the last time that they saw each other, correct? Season one? Season one, uh, yeah. Episode two. And so I think it's going to be very, very emotional. Um, You know, again, I think Sansa, no one has any idea, you know, what's up with Arya. Arya may have heard things in passing in her travels, uh, but but Sansa is going to just, I think that's going to be a huge, huge deal for her. We also also have another leak here on Arya. Um, and it's kind of one of a, a weird one. Um, Arya, after killing old Walder Frey, takes his face and be, and hosts a dinner at the twins and kills the rest of House Frey at a dinner. Uh, Way in I here, don't like it. Way in here, Annie. I just, you know, there. Okay, as I said, there are things, there are places here where I believe that they guessed right, and then there are places when I'm like, ugh. Okay, and some of the Arya stuff is where I'm just like, is is this wish fulfillment? Is this too much? What the heck is that? And this is a what the heck is that? I I don't I don't see us wasting time at the phrase doing that really. You know, like that's to- like I'm just like really. I mean that and the little figure one. That's the other one where I'm just like that. I almost believe more than this because it's so wish fulfillment that hell. Okay, maybe, but this one I'm just like. Eh. So the the little, least finger, the little the little finger one that Annie's talking about is this. Um, little finger is working his uh, back and forth uh, ways, trying to try, trying to needle into. Everywhere he can get and make himself important at Winterfell, and he starts playing Arya against Sansa. But the person who notices it is Bran, and he brings it to Arya's attention. And she then goes and talks to Sansa. Sansa places Littlefinger under arrest, decides to have him executed, and the person who executes Littlefinger is Arya. Yeah, you know, I just... (sighs) All of this, just, it's a little... You know, I could almost see, like... Arya and Sansa plotting together and taking down Littlefinger without him suspecting. Right. Like, that I could see. Because that would be very gratifying to see the two murdering sisters basically get together and murder. Right? <laughs> but the... This... Uh, all of the Arya... All of that stuff, like, I'm just like... Eh. I'm, yeah. I'm with Annie, too. Especially, you know, the, the talks about on the Reddit thread that 
she executes Littlefinger with the Valerian steel knife we saw in season one. Uh, you know, the same one that that uh, the assassin get, tried to kill Bran with, mm-hmm. and then you know Ned was using as evidence. I mean, all that just sounds yeah like wish fulfillment. Like, why would they even bother with that? And I mean. Yeah, I, I'm with Annie on this all the way as far as everything kind of concerning Arya's storyline. I mean, you're going to turn her into a mass murderer by having her kill every single fray in like five minutes? She's already a huge murderer, though. She's got the bodies piling up. I mean, let's not say that she's not a mass murderer right now. I mean, right, but she's killing people that she's she's killing people she knows by name that that have done her or her family wrong. You know, I mean, you're talking she's going to kill all of all of House Frey, and she's going to... I'm not saying... I, I don't think I believe this actual thing, but if she were to do it, she did kill Walder Frey's sons, and they weren't on her list. Walder Frey was on her list, not his sons. Uh, she could poison them all at dinner and then go release Uncle uh, Edmure because we do know that Tobias Menzies was seen on scene, right, in Belfast? Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, no, but I just, I just don't see, I just don't see your reverse red, red wedding. I just right. don't see it. Okay. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're done with House Frey. And then... You know, they talk about how in the thing that Littlefinger is using the letter that Sensa wrote back in season one mm-hmm. um, to... To convince like, Rob like, to, to right. bend and, the name. And all that just seems like... I mean, if you did show that to Arya, I mean, or I think Sansa would just be like, yeah, I, I wrote it. I didn't know what the hell was going on. You know, I had all these people telling me this stuff, and I didn't know what was going on. And Arya would be like, all right. Cool. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't like, even know. I don't even know why Littlefinger would even bother with Arya. I think Littlefinger right. would see Arya as just a little girl playing dress up as, as a man. Like, I don't even right. think he would care about Arya. And that's right. where so he's no. Uh, wait a minute. I want to weigh in here for a second. I don't know. I think that the fact that she's still alive will give at least Littlefinger pause of like, how is this girl still alive? She's, a, you know, we wrote her off as a, little, as a little girl that she was probably going to be killed out there and everything. And she hasn't died yet. She is still around. And, and she has become kind of battle-hardened, if you will. So I think Littlefinger is not going to just instantly discount her like somebody else would. He would go, wait a minute. What has this girl been through to survive all this time on her own? Right. So I, I don't I don't know about that. It's I don't a good think point. Discount. It's a good point. All right. So it also talks about Arya before Brienne leave. Brienne is sent away by by Sansa once again, according to this leak. Oh. She's sent away to um, King's Landing. Apparently, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But before she leaves, she spars Brienne and Arya spar together, like just just work out together, it's like you know, two girls hanging out sparring. And uh, Brienne quickly realizes that Arya has the potential to kill her. Uh, yeah. that's kind of no. like, that's why this whole thing just sounds is. I mean, the other part, sure. But the Aria thing just sounds totally off the freaking wall. Like, I don't buy that for a second. You, I can't, mean, you Arya, can't see a scene where Aria is practicing in the yard. Brienne comes down and goes, Hey, look, you, you got skills. You want, you want to see how they, they test against me. And then she realizes that Arya is really quick and can kill her, so she stops. You don't think that no. that could happen? Brienne's- Actually, I, I I could kind of see like Brienne thinking she's going down to mentor 
and realizes that she's actually fighting against somebody who is her equal. Right. Like right. I can I see that. I could see this being a. I could see this being that. But at the same time, like there's so much about this that I'm just not. I almost feel like the idea of Arya and Brienne fight together is totally a. Um, that's fan, that's a fan service that I don't believe will happen unless I actually see it. Right. Yeah. To well, be honest, it's something I read in fan fiction that, I, you know, li- <laughs> like literally it was a fan fiction I read that and it, and it was Arya was in the in the yard and um, Brienne and her, you know, were sparring and everything and they're having a good time until like, you know, Arya switched on, you know, a light and she just like went into murder mode or something <laughs> like that. So it, it's li- like when I read that, I was just like, didn't I read this in some fan fiction like a couple of days ago? I'm like, did he get this from fan fiction? <laughs> you know, he probably yeah, did. He probably that. did. Um, let's, let's move on to um, somebody else really quick. Uh, Sam and Gilly at Old Town. Now, according to this leak, Sam is uh, learning everything he can about whatever he can, the White Walkers, Maesterine, and all that kind of stuff. But Gilly is has been learning to read, and she finds – and I, here's where I really find this super hard to believe, unless unless Sam is bringing books back to the, wherever they're staying. This is where I find this really, really hard to believe, um, that Gilly finds a document and reads it and says – and she finds out that Rhaegar Targaryen – to document annulling his marriage to Elio Dorn, and there's another document um, that certifies his marriage to Lyanna of House Stark. And Gilly's trying to chill, tell Sam about this, but Sam's so wrapped up in his in what he's doing at Old Town, and he keeps telling Sam about a person named Ragger. Not Rhaegar, Ragger, because she's pronouncing it wrong because she doesn't know how to fully read yet. She just reads basically. So, uh, Corey Thone, are you listening now? What do you think about this kind of uh, this this revelation? You think this is even plausible? Man, I really feel like we're getting. And I know that's kind of the yeah. I know it's kind of the point in the in the off season with with these Reddit threads and the speculation, but. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of these, but, you know, like, I think it's much more, I think it's much more productive to look at, say, Gendry's entry, where, yeah. because we actually physically saw the actor on set. And we are I mean, getting to that. We haven't right. seen Gilly, we have, yeah, but, no, I'm just saying, though, like, go, there's, a t- there's a ton in here, right? This is supposed to be the entire season. So let's actually look at the ones that we know, like, we don't actually know that Gilly and Sam are doing this, and we can't know, because all of their scenes are going to be probably filmed indoors, on set, in Belfast, and we're not going to be able to get any footage of it. Whereas Gendry actually was filmed on a beach, which is supposed to be King's Landing, uh, and he was seen with several characters, and the you know there's a whole thing about Robert's hammer that he's going to be he's going to be basically carrying a version of Robert's hammer according to this. Yeah. So what we we saw in the filming uh, was Davos, Tyrion, and um, Gendry on a beach. Two gold cloaks approach him. It looks like they're leaving. It looks like Davos and Tyrion are leaving, uh, but the gold cloaks hold them up. Davos tries to bribe them not to, um, not, you know, not to not to attack, and it doesn't work. So Gendry comes out of nowhere with a hammer and knocks him out. 
the thread here says that Gendry's been in King's Landing learning to make weapons. Uh, Gendry is the bastard of Robert Baratheon, and as far as we know, he is the last surviving Baratheon, even though he's a bastard like Corey Smith, and he's he's carrying a warhammer around, much like his father. Uh, Corey Smith just seemed really itching to, to weigh in here. Okay, well, first I, I have to I have to circle back to the same thing because that's really bothering me about them annoying Rhaegar's marriage and all that stuff for, for a couple of points. First of all, if he annuls his marriage to Elia of Dorne, then that makes his two children that were in King's Landing all of a sudden bastards. Okay, so he's not going to do that. Second of all, the Targaryens on more than one occasion in the past took more than one wife, so there's no need for him to annul the marriage and then have. Yeah, we've already uh, we've already gone on. We've already said this is probably okay. Good. So what right. about Gendry? So, so about Gendry, I mean, this kind of goes into what we were talking about last week, um, except for we thought that this was taking place on Dragonstone, and we were wrong. And right, we were wrong because we only saw part of the gold armor, and we thought it might have been someone else. And now we know it's gold cloaks, which means they're in King's Landing. So that scene to me seems like they're sneaking Tyrion into the city. For some reason, I assume to meet with Jamie, because um, you wouldn't want him to meet with Cersei because Cersei's going to kill him on the spot. Um, and so I assume he's meeting with Jamie, um, perhaps to kind of maybe get Jamie to take his side and, and not necessarily kill Cersei, but kind of remove her from power peacefully and kind of avoid some bloodshed. Um, because we kind of saw in that scene Davos is lifting up the tarp, and that's where Tyrion is hiding in the boat, um, and that's what kind of causes the gold cloaks to attack or trying to arrest them before Gendry steps in. Well, so, really, really quick, the thread does mention that Tyrion is going to try to convince Jamie to join him, but Jamie at first turns him down, and there will be a later action towards the end of the season that will change Jamie's mind. We'll talk about that later. Getting yeah. into it really quick, moving down these really fast. Uh, this is something that um, can is not confirmed, but we do have a little bit of um, filming, I don't know, or filming news to kind of sort of back it up. So John Davos, uh, apparently Jorah, and the Brotherhood Without Banners, talking about Beric, Thoros, and the Hound that are there, all do all go they go, uh, they go to Eastwatch by the sea and they go to try to capture a white or a white walker. We don't know the difference between the if this guy knows the difference between the two in this Reddit thread. So they go to try to capture a White Walker or a White. And the party, John, Davos, and Jorah travel by boat, and I think Gendry's with them as well. I think we saw him pushing the boat out to sea, didn't we, Annie, in this picture? Gendry's... I, don't, I honestly don't actually remember... Um, yeah, there's a, pic- there's a picture of Gendry pushing the boat out with Jorah and, uh, and Davos and whatever. So Gendry's probably going to go in this party with them. And they go to Eastwatch by the Sea, which is the, cat- the the Night's Watch castle on the farthest point by the Shivering Sea, where in the books it had a huge attack with the White Walkers, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, while they're there, they find out that the Brotherhood Without Banners is at Eastwatch by the Sea. Uh, conflicting conflicting threads say that they were either captured by Tormund because Tormund has gone to take place take his place on the wall and be somewhere, or that Tormund joins John and they go there. Anyway, the 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 fact of the matter is this group meets up at Eastwatch and they go ranging for a White Walker. John leads the force himself, um, and they go and they are attacked on an island. Now 
this this scene is supposed to be filmed in Iceland, and today our editor in chief Dan wrote a piece that HBO is considering filming Game of Thrones on the island of Gotland in Sweden. So that might be where they're talking about. I don't know, um, but they're they're going to film this scene, and this island's going to happen. And what happens is the the Night's King shows up, and he there's a undead polar bear. There is um, and he attacks Thoros, and this undead polar bear kills Thoros. And we know that Paul Kay, who plays Thoros, is going to be in season seven, and he is part of the Brotherhood Without Banners. Boom, Thoros is dead. They're surrounded on this island, and there's no way to get off. Danny and her three dragons show up because she said she was going to, you know, basically, I'm paraphrasing here, give air support to their ground attack, basically. So she flies in. And she saves them, all, all of them but John. John is not saved. She picks up the rest of the guys, and they fly off with the dragons, except for Viserion. Corey Thone, I'm, you're about to get really excited here, buddy. You know why? Because guess what? There's a nice dragon. Viserion is killed by, by the Night's King. He's turned into an undead dragon, and he now breathes blue fire, and he's the reason the wall falls. Do you buy that? No, that's dumb as shit. <laughs> okay. Dumb as shit. So here, here's the thing, right? Um, we have been trying to figure out how this wall is going to fall. We have been trying to figure out what we can do to make the Night's King basically on par with Danny, so that this fight doesn't feel un like basically un, uh, unequal, right? And then there's the fact that you know we we've always had the Ice Dragon rumor, so there are plausible reasons to make this a thing. And then the final reason why this is mostly bullshit, I'm not going to be surprised if it's bullshit, but, you know, we do have the fact that Benny and wife said there were three things that made their jaw drop. One was Shireen, one was Shireen being burned to death. Mm-hmm. One was Hador on the door. I'm going to say that Viserion turning into an ice dragon is pretty damn jaw-dropping. Yeah, it would be. It would be that she loses the dragon, and, and, yeah. And him, and him being the reason the wall falls would be, you know, one thing. But, you know, there's also, there, there's a secondary rumor that actually makes it so Viserion is not the reason the wall falls. It's that John and Danny have sex. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like there's, there's, there's a one of one of the one of the things in here says that basically John and Danny have sex as the wall falls, and it's one of those like tropes out of tropes out of tropes. You know, like every single like romance novel, like you know they have earth shattering sex and the wall falls, right? <laughs> on a boat. On a boat. Oh, they, oh, do they do it on a boat? Yeah, they're on the oh. boat. Yeah, this is this. And, like and, there's, not a, and there's, there's not even, and there's not a tsunami. I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah, it's, but. This is the thing is that this play this I feel like whoever came up with all of these basically pulled all of the tropes out and like lined them up in order and turned them into something. And yeah, it's it's almost like they're screwing with us <laughs> with all these pictures of people that mostly the ones I've seen are not of people filming, but more of just people standing. So well, I will I say this know. to your point, Corey Thone, This thread came out way before we started getting the leaks on Dragonstone. This thread, this this has been updated to reflect points made by pictures that we've seen. But I agree, a lot of this okay. Here's like here's here's the issue: is that if we're gonna just have 
you, just, you can't just give the White Walkers a dragon. I don't know. It just seems to me like the only reason the White Walkers are are such a legitimate threat is because uh, a people stopped believing in them, and b they're not unified, and that you know the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. <laughs> and uh, if the if everyone's south of the wall, you know. Can unify can 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 realize that humanity's biggest enemy isn't themselves. You know you shouldn't be infighting. Then I think that's going to be this going to be really like like af, like a after school special when it's all said and done, and they're going to realize that you know we should have been friends this whole time. What are we doing? And you know that's that's going to be the end. I made all I just and everything I just pulled out of my ass just now makes a lot more sense to me. Than a big ass dragon being killed and turned into a white walking dragon. So. I do, I do have to say, Corey Stone, that when you stop fucking around and you do actually just like talk, you say reasonably intelligent things. Yeah, it's called <laughs> Southern Dumb. Everybody thinks I'm dumb as shit, and Southern then boom, dumb. turns out I'm poignant as hell. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna try to uh, just get through a couple more, and we're gonna close this this podcast up. But there's one that um, Cersei sends her forces to uh, sack the Reach. She's mad that, you know, Olena sided with Danny. Uh, the rest of House, House Tyrell is gone, so why not go destroy the Reach? And she sends her forces there. And while they're there, Danny gets pissed off and very arrogant. And she sends she and her three dragons along with the Dothraki. And I believe maybe some Unsullied. It just says Dothraki. It's a Dothraki ambush. They attack. The Lannister army on their way back. The Reach has been sacked. It has been destroyed and burned by House Lannister. As the Lannister armies are returning to King's Landing, Danny gets pissed off. She flies in. She attacks them, kills a lot, kills a lot of the army. And Jaime is almost killed by a dragon, but Bronn saves him. Now there um, is ambush. There is an ambush scene that we've been hearing about. Um, a lot of large numbers of, of for men in mil- military that would make a military uh, to be soldiers. This could be this battle. Um, it would be awesome if this happened, but we don't know. There's also there's also the dragon pit scene. Now we've talked about the dragon pit scene several times. Probably about two weeks in a row we've talked about the dragon pit scene. Um, now we're starting to to get a few things piecing together, and this this bullshit Reddit leak uh, says that. Brienne, Davos, John, and Cersei, Jaime, and Tyrion are all at the Dragon Pit. John brings back a captured White or a White Walker. We're not sure. He says, "Here, look. This is what we're all up against. Let's make peace. Let's join forces, and like Corey Thone says, you know, let's all let's all not do good. You know, let's all not do nothing. Let's do something good with our lives. Let's, and let's all, all not fight. do good. That's exactly what Corey said. I'm paraphrasing you, <laughs> asshole. Anyway, they go. Who snorted? Stop talking. Who snorted? <laughs> I need to know immediately. <laughs> was Doesn't mean my mic was my mic was fucking muted. Don't even try and lay that at my feet. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, long long story short, the white is laid there. In front of everybody, he's somehow captured. Uh, the Cersei orders the mountain to chop it up into little bitty pieces and kill it. Uh, he does, but it's still moving around and alive. This freaks Cersei out. And uh, John has a piece of dragon glass and kills it. Here's where this gets really, really shitty to me. Because whites aren't killed by, by dragon glass. They're killed by fire. 
White Walkers are killed by Dragonglass, and Valyrian steals swords. So either he captured one of the Night's King's lieutenants and brought him there, or he captured a white, and this is a bullshit thread. Anyway, um, which we already know is bullshit. Anyway, uh, so anyway, long story short, Cersei goes, okay, we'll, we'll be friends. I'll send the Lannister army down the King's Road, and we'll meet you at the Wall, and we'll fight together. Once John and Danny and the, that whole contingent leave and go uh, and sail back to Dragonstone, that's where the sex between John and Danny happens on the boat back to Dragonstone. And then C- Cersei turns to Jamie and says, "Ha ha ha! I lied. I'm not sending my army there because I would rather watch them get thinned out by the White Walkers, so I can take over Westeros with our army." So let's let them go kill themselves, and then I'll I'll be the queen of everything. And Jamie gets upset about this, and this is supposed to be the turning point in Jamie's story where he goes, "Oh, we'll fuck my sister. She's she's an asshole. I'm going to go ahead and join Tyrion." But there's also one other thing in this thread. This thread claims that Cersei is pregnant at the beginning of the season, and she knows it, and she's pregnant by Jamie's, and it's Jamie's kid. You know, big shocker. And the very last scene we see of Cersei, and this is so very uncharacteristic of Cersei, her very last scene in season seven is she wakes up in a bed of blood, realizes that she's miscarried, and starts screaming. Does that, Annie, does that sound like Cersei? Actually, yes, that part does. It does? Gotta, okay. No, okay. Um, because what, what's the one thing she loved? Her children. Her children, okay. What, what, what's the one thing that will make her a human being again? Her children. Uh, what's the one thing? What's the one thing Jamie can do to make up the fact that she's lost all three of their children? Give her another. What's the one thing that would absolutely destroy her? Losing that child. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I got to disagree. She didn't really give. Seem to give too much of a shit that Tom had died. No, no, no. She was broke. She was just. She was utterly stoned by that point. I could see them impregnating her and having her maybe have giving her the possibility of a new child a new baby a new start um as a glimmer of her humanity coming back and the basically this being i don't see this be i i I personally believe that cersei isn't going to survive the season so you know i don't believe that she's going that the last scene will be her miscarrying but i do think that if she is impreg if if she is pregnant and she miscarries, this would be the reaction, yes. And I disagree with Corey Smith. I think she did care about Tommen's death. And I agree I'm not saying that. she didn't, but just, I mean, waking up screaming, I mean, she didn't scream when Tommen died, so why would she? I, I just don't see it. I, I don't know. I don't see it. This Reddit thread started really got nice, um, you know, some of the stuff we'd seen, and it went downhill really, really fast. Yeah, well, it, it, as most leaks are, 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 I'm doing air quotes, supposed leaks go, yeah, this this is this starts off great and, and shitty. But again, we didn't believe half the leaks that came out from the from this from last year, like you know the Battle of the Bastards, one one dying. There was a lot of things that we didn't believe, but they came true, and we were like, holy shit, free folk cult called it all. Um, so uh, you know. I don't know what's going to happen in season seven. Book readers don't know. Shonleys don't know because we're all Shonleys now. Book readers are now Shonleys. So we're all in the same boat. Um, and Gendry, Gendry, Gendry's no longer rowing that boat. He's a Dragonstone. So we're all rudderless. And uh, so we just got to hope that 
some of this stuff is real because some of the stuff sounds cool, and then we got to hope some of it sounds garbage because it is garbage. But um, real quick before we wrap up, I'm going to go through each one of you, and I want to know what do you think. Annie, what do you think about this this, this supposed leak? Um, my, as I've said from the beginning, I feel like this is a lot of guesses. Mm-hmm. This is, and some of them are going to be spot on. I think some of these are very plausible guesses. Um, but I don't think that this is a person who's actually seen the entire thing. I could be wrong, but I kind of hope I'm not because I kind of really hope that a lot of this isn't true. Right. And, um, what about you, Isis? What do you think? Uh, I'm with Annie. There's a couple of things that I I hope are not true, just for the mere fact that they just seem so campy and so tropey that I'm just like, I want to gouge my eyes out and say, oh my God, you guys can't, you know, without a a source material, this is the best you guys can come up with. Um, (laughs) So I hope this is not going to end up being a podcast where we sit and make fun of of, uh, Game of Thrones and and that it it still maintains its... uh, um, you know, shock value, but not to the point where we're just like, oh, yeah, we totally saw that coming or no, that was just absolutely ridiculous. And here are the reasons why. Uh, so I, I really I mean, the, the, the first set of um, spoilers were really, really interesting and great. Uh, but the last set kind of just, went, you know, went far out there. And uh, and I really hope that, you know, Benioff and Weiss are listening to this podcast. And <laughs> please do not. Please do not. I repeat, don't do that. Um, you know, or you're going to have a bunch of very unhappy people on your hands. I think it would be really cool if uh, they just dropped Cersei in the middle of, the, you know, like she's she looks like she, you know, she's all in her regalia and everything. She's all dressed and everything, and and she's there when meeting um, John and uh, and Danny because that would have just thrown everything out of whack. They, I wish they would have done something like that. Just something so freaking out of left field that it just would have thrown everybody. So when we watch the show, we're all expecting something, and it's absolutely something. And who knows? That might happen. We never know. Every day we're getting new pictures and videos from the set. Uh, Corey Smith, how do you feel about this? I know. I kind of know what you feel, but tell me anyway. I mean, you know, you throw enough shit against the wall, some of it sticks. Um, I mean... You know, some of the stuff sounds plausible, and and and, but not necessarily taking leaps of you know logic. You know, I mean, we kind of know Danny and John were going to meet at some point. We kind of know um, some of the other stuff he's saying, but I mean, some of the other points. It, I mean, the guy clearly demonstrates he has no knowledge of the source material in the books. Um, you know, he's talking about a white getting killed by dragon glass or the stuff with Rhaegard you know, turning Elia into a bastard and her kids into a bastards. I mean, you know, some of that stuff, He's they don't necessarily know what they're talking about, so to speak, and therefore they're making suppositions or, or conclusions based on facts that they don't understand. So, I mean, yeah, some of it is good um, and some of it will be cool, but, I mean, overall I think that most of it is probably horseshit. Horseshit. Corey Thone. Uh, I actually agree with what my squire said, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, this is this is an insane amount. You know, both actually him and I both in this episode were trying to read through it when you called on us and we're kind of lost in what you said. But it's just there's so much there, and 90% of it is at best somewhat 
scientific guessing. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. So, I mean, like you can you can guess some things based off who's in an area and everything, but like you know if. You know, we didn't even talk about like, oh, if Jorah shows up there, then is he going to run into Liana with John, or what's going to happen there? It's like, yeah, we could talk about what we think they would say, and then if I wanted to be that guy, I'm I'm the kind of person that can talk confidently or write confidently about something I know nothing about. So I could go into subreddit and be like, hey guys, here's this uh, script leak, and then tell them what's going to happen between two characters, and then dumb dumbs like us would talk about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. Which is what it is. It's most of it's just at best decent guessing based off of where the chess pieces are. Well, so, uh, so you're away for the lads then. <laughs> Corey Stone oh. is away for the lads. Confirmed. I'm sorry. It's it's pronounced. <laughs> I can't even remember. What away to lids. Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I, I agree. This this thread is. Bunk, I don't believe half of it. Uh, there are some good points, but eh. I, I'm the kind of guy that I enjoy stuff like this. I'll read it, and I'll get excited about it. But I also know that the logical part of my brain, which doesn't kick in a lot of times, but it is kicked in here, uh, this is this is bullshit, and um, it's, it's probably not going to happen. And we do have a few things to back up some of it, but it's all garbage. Anyway, um... I would like to say that this reason we talked about this is because we were asked to by one of our listeners. So we we talk, we have talked about the, the Reddit we thread. You. We love you. We love you. Thank you for listening <laughs> to the show, and thank you for for asking us to talk about this. It has been covered now. We've given our thoughts. We've given our opinions, and we actually backed up some of the stuff with actual filming leaks. From Game of Thrones set uh, on the beach is supposed to be Dragonstone in Zumaya. So we're going to close the podcast out here. If you have any questions for next week's podcast, any kind of points you'd like us to talk about, please bring it up in the comments section below whenever you, after you listen to this podcast. We'll be glad to, to talk about it. Um, so for myself, for Annie, for Isis, for Corey Phone, and Corey Smith, thanks for listening. Milan Magoos. <laughs>